Welcome to another chat on happiness now. I'm Mansi and I'm with Narayani and Shurjo. Today we're talking about something important to everyone's life. Money. Can you tell us about the spiritual principles of attracting money and its perhaps wisest use? Hmm. So of course people aren't really interested in money as much as what money represents, right? So what they're really interested is in abundance, which means the ability to have whatever you want when you want it or better still should be the ability to have what you need when you need it and that's a very spiritual you know just even concept and so money becomes just a medium in our minds to help us achieve that state of being so let's just talk about abundance because that's you know that's the key aspect here that's what our hope is money will allow us to do um so abundance represents of course a state of consciousness which just already says that i have absolutely everything i need interestingly the more you are concerned with money the more you generate a consciousness of lack and the more you generate a consciousness of lack the more you have to push outward to compensate for that consciousness the more you generate a consciousness of abundance the less you have to tense in order to draw that money patanjali in his yamas and the niyamas in his ashtanga yoga the eightfold path to self realization the first step on that eightfold path is called the yamas the kind of the do's or no the don'ts in this particular case and two of them are concerning non stealing and non greed and both of them are this idea that i don't have enough and if i keep telling myself i don't have enough i don't have enough i don't have enough that's how the universe thinks you perceive yourself and so for most of us we're going the indirect route by having to push our way into the world and the more direct route is to first be able to say whatever i have is just right i have everything i need the moment you settle in that in that thought this deep relaxation comes in and when you're relaxed and there's no tension energy flows far more easily and freely and it is to that energy that the universe begins to respond I was thinking that one of the laws of true prosperity is for you to have enough clarity of what are you going to do if you receive that prosperity in abundance how are you going to use that kind of um, prosperity into the world I was having this image do you think a mother would give you know like a 500 rupee notes to a her 2 years old child to play with it the child doesn't know how to use it he may break it you know he may burn it you know he he doesn't know what to do with abundance he doesn't know even the concept of it so in the same way the universe is our mother our father who are ready to provide to each single person that kind of abundance in their lives but 
she won't give to us unless that we know how to use that. And if, if we are not mature enough to work and to channel such an incredible energy that comes in the form of money, uh, sometimes it's better to withhold that energy from us because money, money has so much power that can be used for both to create or to destroy. So the soul who is about to channel, who is asking for that abundance, needs to be ready in harmony and in attunement with the cosmic laws in order to really make something good or a good use from this abundance that he is asking for. So I would say, if you really want abundance and prosperity, ask yourself, what I'm going to do with this? How I'm going to use it to uplift, to create, to help other people, to serve? You know, building on what Narayani was saying and also on the first concept of generating a consciousness of abundance, for many people that can be very passive, just sitting there and saying, I have it all, I have it all. And so therefore it has to also have an active step to it. And the active step in this particular case, and Narayani's alluded to it, is giving. Because you can only give when you think you have enough. And so giving is when you're really telling the universe, Bhai, I have it all. And I have so much that I'm able to now give as well. You know, the law of karma, which follows the law of thermodynamics, is for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. For most of us, we're, we're always in a mode we want to receive. But the universe doesn't work that way. The universe can only give if you are able to give. That, that cycle has to completely close. If you receive something, you owe a debt to the universe. <laughs> a lot of people come and often, especially in the spiritual realm, they come and say, why are your classes, you know, why do you charge for them? They should all be free. And you just wonder, are you saying you need something of value without having to give anything in return? In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, he who gives nothing in return for what he receives is verily a thief. And so that's how the universe perceives us, as a thief that owes a debt. So if you start giving more, now the universe owes you a debt. And that's where abundance begins to naturally flow in from. And most people today, especially if you look at, who do have what we would call a lot of wealth, they realize this principle and they try as much to do and give in a lot of philanthropic kind of avenues. And it's almost that you see those who are doing more, they're just receiving more and more and more and more. And that's an awareness that these guys have built from experience. I mean, it seems like this, because you've said this before, that money is energy. It seems like a principle that works for anything. Money and love and Absolutely. opportunities. All of it. Also, as uh, Swami Kriyananda said, giving is your greatest protection. If you're ever kind of worried about negativity coming or people's lives affecting yours. So when you give, the force of your energy creates such a strong force field around you that then you won't 
draw anything that's not in alignment with that giving into your life. So, I mean, that's really, that's all this is about. Drawing God in the spiritual life is also about what you give Him. That's why sadhana is important. That's why all our meditation practices, because that's our version of giving to Him. Otherwise, we just sit there and say, help me out here, give me this, mm-hmm. give me that. And obviously, it doesn't usually work. So this reminds me of how, like, in his book, How to Be Happy All the Time, Yogananda says that when giving, we should encourage others to give at least something in return, that people will not be benefited if they are made to receive our kindness passively. Mm-hmm. But it does happen. And, you know, you give people all these amazing things, but it's not reciprocated. Well... Certainly in this one position, it's fine. You have the upper hand. But in how many other places have you expected without having to give? Remember, the universe has a very dynamic, individual and real-time relationship with us and our energy. So when our energy starts to shift, relationships will shift, circumstances will shift. So you focus on what you are doing. The quality of your giving needs to be right. But if you're giving and holding in your mind the thought that I'm giving you and you're not giving anything in return, therefore you won't gain. I mean, that's already going a little off. Then that other person either you know, needs to leave your <laughs> orbit, whether that other person starts to get inspired by your giving. I mean, that's how change really will take place. As we said in a previous thing, it takes place from magnetism. When your magnetic alignment to the universe is right, everything else as a ripple effect starts to readjust accordingly. Yogananda said that the more you give, the more you are helping your kundalini to rise up through the spine, the more life force you know, lifts up and just go all the way to the brain. So the act of giving is an act of lifting your own energy up. And what you do was say, you know, when you go to a place, protect yourself by giving, which basically means keep your energy uplifted, keep your energy always at the point between the eyebrows. I mean, that, that gives so much courage. I mean, it just removes away any sense of insecurity or fear, you're being uncomfortable because your energy is flashing upward so strongly that automatically as the energy moves up your aura expands out and creates this field around you where nothing can touch you so the more you give the more you are uplifting your energy and expanding your aura i mean it works like mathematics so whenever you you don't know how to handle a situation let your first thought be what can i give How can I serve? How can I help here? And use that as your tool to transform every environment that you go in. To further this, would you lead us into a meditation? Once again, find that posture of receptivity, openness to the universe. Uplift your gaze at the point between the eyebrows. And visualize around you this universe. Opening up doorways where true prosperity and abundance 
pours into your life, into your consciousness, giving you the realization that everything that you need will be provided to you. Live in that consciousness. Visualize the universe opening doorways where true prosperity and abundance come into your life, infusing you with a consciousness of giving. And the more you receive, the more inspired you feel to give back in return. Visualize yourself channeling that abundance, supporting other people, helping other people, sponsoring projects that will benefit the upliftment of mankind. Before we open our eyes, integrate that consciousness. Open your eyes. Thank you both for this amazing meditation and conversation. I hope everyone who's listening loved the experience. Please come back to us for more illuminating conversations with Naraini and Shurjo. Till then, take care.